ICO's Coffee Public-Private Task Force holds sustainability workshop. Utilizing the platform provided by World of Coffee, which took place in Milan from 23rd to 25th of June this year, the ICO Coffee Public-Private Task Force arranged a special workshop on Towards Partnerships for Sustainability, Targets and Actions for Specialty. The event piqued the interest of many professionals and guests, including ICO members such as Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and Papua New Guinea, as well as Conservation International, OLAM, CLAC, ILI Cafe, Solidaridad, Starbucks, SCA, and GCP, among others. According to the ICO, one of the most important agricultural operations in relation to the global economy is coffee production, yet stakeholders in the industry, particularly those from nations that produce said coffee, face several environmental, economic, and social difficulties. The ICO adopts a pragmatic and integrated approach through its CPPTF, encouraging the co-responsibility of ICO member countries that import and export coffee, the private sector, development partners, and other stakeholders to address these challenges and ensure the long-term viability of the sector. His Excellency, Mr. Ivan Romero Martinez, Ambassador of Honduras and Chair of the International Coffee Council, opened the event, highlighting the approval of the new International Coffee Agreement 2022 the previous week. He stressed how that achievement represented a great opportunity to increase and improve engagement with the private sector for the benefit of the global coffee sector. The event served as a means to demonstrate how the ICO task force represents a distinctive consensus-building model to agree on and implement solutions, such as the development and implementation of cooperative public-private partnerships. Bridging the living income gap will result in resilient coffee landscape interventions that ensure sustainably produced and sourced coffee, improved market transparency and accessibility, as well as properly addressed impact of new regulations on the coffee industry. Shared challenges require joint solutions. To adapt to significant and constant changes in the global coffee sector, and fit within the specialty coffee market and segment, the ICO task force serves as a unique model in the multilateral space, as it plays an active part in involving all stakeholders in the overall sector transformation. Only together, partnering within the ICO task force, will we be able to support multiple sector areas, such as the capacity to adapt to climate change, income diversification to reduce livelihood vulnerability, and the empowerment of women, young farmers, and entrepreneurs, said Venusia Noguera, ICO Executive Director. All participants highlighted the need for stronger consumer and retail market involvement and agreed to put the ideas of the ICO task force into action. A public-private concerted effort is urgently needed to increase the sector's sustainability, which depends on overcoming two major obstacles, enabling farmers to prosper, with a living wage serving only as a stepping stone and modernizing the coffee industry by switching from mass production of coffee to high-quality speciality coffee and adding value at the source. The ICO Task Force event at the World of Coffee Milan was an opportunity to emphasize the value of public and private discourse and actions. The effective implementation of national and international regulations and incentives for sustainable production practices will then advance sector-wide transparency. 
The event concluded with a discussion on the need to promote a resilient and inclusive coffee sector to ensure that future generations of coffee producers and consumers are dedicated to a sustainable future in coffee. During its 122nd session in London in September 2018, the International Coffee Council adopted Resolution 465 on coffee pricing levels. This prompted the ICO to host a sector dialogue to discuss coffee price levels with the appropriate sector players and the larger global community. It produced the London Declaration, a joint declaration of intent between stakeholders in the public and private sectors. It was signed the following September by 12 private sector companies and welcomed by the 125th ICC session, which also adopted Resolution ICC 125-10, asking the ICO to establish a coffee public-private task force. The Vietnam General Statistics Office gives detailed updates monthly on trade and production. In their latest update they reported that exports from the country in the first six months of the year may have risen as much as 21.7% year-on-year to 1.03 million tons, or about 17.2 million 60 kilograms bags. Coffee export earnings for Vietnam, the world's largest producer of the Robusta bean, rose 50% to $2.3 billion in the first half of the year, the agency said. This is interesting in that it contradicts another report from USDA out last week, which estimated a drop in the country's production. The country's coffee shipments in June are estimated at 145,000 tons, worth $335 million. Lavazza alerts UK retailers of looming price hike. Lavazza has announced that it is in talks with UK retailers about a potential hike in coffee prices. The Turin-based roaster seeks to resolve the question of soaring costs, as almost a third of UK businesses predict they are likely to increase the price of their goods or services next month. The cost of a 1-kilogram bag of Lavazza whole beans had increased by £2 in the last 14 to 16 months to £12 due to rising costs of green beans, fertilizer, equipment and shipping. According to Lavazza, the company has been absorbing the costs and trying not to pass them on to consumers, but the upward pricing pressures, such as inflation and global price hikes, are proving to be very costly. We have seen an 80% average increase in the cost of green beans in a year. We are all facing tough times. The situation is troubling, and will be for some time, so we need to keep the conversation with retailers, as free and open as possible, said Pietro Mozza, UK General Manager, Lavazza. Many businesses, brands, and retailers, are facing the question of how to deal with the upward pricing pressure of all links in the supply chain, ingredients included. It is expected that the prices will continue to increase well into the autumn and even next year. Bartalks has regularly reported on the rising prices of commodities in several industries that are directly connected to coffee production, leading to the price of coffee skyrocketing as well. Recently, Heinz has ceased supplying Tesco, as the retailer was unwilling to raise prices for Heinz products. The latest data from the Office for National Statistics show that 30% of businesses expect to increase the price of goods or services they sell in July, with energy prices still reported as the main factor. Prices have also risen in accommodation and food service businesses, such as hotels, restaurants, and cafes. In order to mitigate the current situation, the government has launched a review into cutting import taxes on goods not grown in the UK, such as oranges, bananas, olives, 
and rice, in an attempt to reduce food costs. This could help decrease prices by about 10%. Lofberg's appoints new head of sustainability. Kaiselisa Ludin is named as the new head of sustainability at Swedish coffee group, Lofberg's. Ludin is currently working as a sustainability strategist at the family run coffee roaster, and has 10 years of expertise in the field. She replaces Eva Eriksson, who has worked at Lofberg's for 34 years. Luden began her career at Lofberg's as an intern, and was later offered a full-time position at the company. She said she has always been drawn to Lofberg's because of its focus on sustainability. A graduate of the University of Karlstad, Lofberg's's new sustainability head has a background in economics and environmental science with a focus on political science. The company has always had high ambitions for the sustainability area, which I like. It is about taking responsibility across the entire value chain, to improve the conditions, and develop opportunities for coffee farmers, as well as make it easy for the consumer to make decent and sustainable choices, said Kaiselisa Ludin, head of sustainability, Lofberg's. That she is more than adequate for the position, is also confirmed by Lofberg's CEO, Anders Fredriksson, who was pleased that Luden accepted the offer. She has considerable expertise and a genuine passion, and will be valuable in our work to reach our sustainability goals. Lofberg's has been an important player in the sustainability area for quite a while. The global coffee chain has been facing many difficulties, and the company plans to contribute to change in three areas, circular conversion, fairer economic growth, and a society characterized by inclusion and diversity. Luden says there is still much to be done in terms of sustainability, in spite of Lofberg's good record. Lofberg's has always been a pioneer in sustainability and dared to take the first step, a role we will strengthen henceforth. Bartalks wishes Lofberg's and its new head of sustainability successful operations. Karlstad-based roaster Lofberg's was established in 1906. In its more than a century-long operations, it has crossed the borders of Sweden, and now has roasteries in Norway, Denmark, and Latvia, but exports coffee to other countries as well. Since its conception by brothers Anders, John, and Joseph Lofberg, the family-run business has always been natural to have a long-term, value-driven, and sustainable perspective in business. Masters of Coffee offers remote program for aspiring coffee specialists. As the coffee industry is evolving, and people are actively searching for better coffees and broadening their knowledge, many roasters are offering their own programs to educate people on coffee. As such, coffee academies have popped up like mushroom after rain. From such initiatives, people are also beginning to realize that there's so much more to coffee than they initially realized. Los Angeles-based Masters of Coffee, an educational certification organization for coffee expertise, has recently launched the Certified Coffee Specialist Program aimed at coffee enthusiasts all over the world, for an opportunity to learn about coffee in depth. The CCS Level 1 Remote Study Program consists of a 280-page illustrated study guide given upon enrollment and covers multiple topics, from the history of coffee drinking to tasting and describing coffee. Students then need to take a 100-question online exam that tests their fundamental knowledge of the coffee industry, in which at least 75 points are needed to pass. The whole program is priced at $525.
If successful, students will receive a printed diploma and lapel pin shipped from the organization's headquarters in Los Angeles. Aside from carrying the title CCS postnominal, the organization says that certified coffee specialists will also have a broad range of tasting, career and networking opportunities. Those who passed the first program can enroll in Level 2, the Master of Coffee, to be launched in 2022. This requires physical presence in Los Angeles, as the annual exam takes place in person and is proctored with advice from an experienced coffee panel. The Masters of Coffee organization was established in 2021 with the aim to offer a legitimate, global, consistent, and comprehensive certification that signals true coffee expertise carried by all its shareholders. Pritam Manjal arrives in India in early 2023. Mukesh Ambani, the second richest person in India with a net worth of 93 billion US dollars, plans to introduce India to Pritam Manjal on franchise terms with the first one opening in Mumbai in the first quarter of 2023. Reliance Industries bought the toy retailer Hamleys in 2019 and the historic British country club Stoke Park in 2021 for £57 million, US million. It also owns an Indian supermarket and grocery store chain, which has more than 2,000 branches. Billionaire Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Industries includes businesses such as petrochemicals, oil and gas, telecommunications, and retail. Now, it is venturing into the coffee and sandwich business. Our partnership with Preet is rooted in the strong growth potential of both Preet as a brand, also of the food and beverage industry in India, said Darshan Mehta, Managing Director of Reliance Brands. Since its establishment in 1983, the sandwich shop franchise chain Preta Manjar has 550 outlets in several countries across the globe, including the UK, the USA, France and the UAE. India is the second most populated country in the world, which makes it attractive for international companies to take their share of the market. The South Asian country is often associated with tea, but in recent years, Coffee has been on the rise with multiple international giants opening their outlets in it, the latest one being the British Preta Manjal. In May, Canadian fast food chain Tim Hortons also expressed interest in growing its brand in India. Last year, Reliance Industries announced a franchise agreement with 7-Eleven, the UA's best convenience store. This deal positioned the company as India's largest brick-and-mortar retailer. The conglomerate also has partnerships with luxury brands such as Burberry and Jimmy Choo.